Welcome to Coffee, Culture, and the Capital with Sophia and Greg. Hey, we uh, this is something brand new that we're trying out here at the Capitol. We have uh, with we work for the California Family Council. I'm the Capital Director, and Sophia is the Outreach Coordinator. That's right, and we uh, have an office right across the street from the Capitol. And uh, we are here representing biblical values, trying to be salt and light and influence on this crazy California capital. And uh, on a weekly basis, we want to put together a little show just updating people on what's happening because we uh, have lots of news to share and, and many times people don't hear about it. So we're throwing together this podcast. We've never done anything like this before. So this is our first episode and we're excited. So be patient with us as we learn how to do this. Yeah, we're so excited for this to start. And as Greg mentioned, there is stuff happening nonstop in California when it comes to culture and politics and biblical values. So we want to offer this show to you once a week to kind of just keep in the loop of what's happening this week. But on today's show, we're going to talk about dictionary.com announced their word of the year. So we're going to look into that. We also have two pieces of legislation that have been introduced for this new session that we're going to talk about. And then we're just going to do a little recap of this past year. We're going to look at some of the bills that passed that we fought hard against. And we're going to look at some of the great events we also got to host this year. I'm excited. Let's go. Yes. So dictionary.com. This week they announced their word of the year, which happened to be the word woman. That's right. How did they pick that particular word? Well, the word woman and men have been kind of floating around a lot this year. People are trying to figure out what is a woman, what is a man. (laughs) We're confident in what a woman and a man is, but turns out some people aren't. So... Yeah, some very powerful people. Yes. (laughs) Seem to have forgotten basic, you know, English, Mm -hmm. which is, it's crazy. So... Yeah. Yeah. So the word woman It surged in searches this year as Supreme Court nominee, she, um, Jackson, she was being interviewed during her nomination process and she was asked to define what a woman is. So let's go ahead and check out this clip real quick and see what she had to say. Can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? Not in okay. this context. So I'm, not a, so I'm not a biologist. So she couldn't define what a woman was. She's not a biologist. See, if you if you if you want to know what a woman is, you you have to talk to your doctor. But I, but also, I mean, doctors. Do doctors know? I mean, doctors are a little skeptical about it now because. You know, it's doctors simply assign sex at birth, we're told, not simply describe it. I mean, I've I've had three kids, and the doctor didn't, you know, guess. He looked at the anatomy and told us that it was a male or a female. You know, it wasn't wasn't hard. But now, even our most powerful people, um, she actually uh, is now a Supreme Court justice. And... The definition of a woman makes a big deal because as we write laws, those laws are full of words and those words, if they have any meaning, we have to agree on them. So that's why at this capital, you know, defining what words mean has a big deal. If you can make the words mean anything you want, then you don't even have to change the law. You just change the meaning, Mm -hmm. right? So 
Yeah, and unfortunately, because she wasn't able to define what a woman was, a lot of people started searching it, and that's why Dictionary.com chose it as their word of the year. But interesting fact is Dictionary.com actually suggested that the word-defining site can't really make the final call on what a woman is. They said the dictionary is not the last word on what defines a woman. The word belongs to each and every woman, however they define themselves. So they put it as the word of the year, but they're actually unsure of the actual definition of the word. Yeah, I mean, this is crazy. Once, once your dictionary writers are losing confidence in the meaning of words, I mean, man, I mean, talk about the political pressure they were under to say they didn't know, right? Um, and that's what's happening. And you say, well, why does it, how does this affect your life? I mean, let people define a woman how they want, right? How, how does that affect you personally? Well, um, here in California, how you define a woman, um, if you let anybody, any man, define themselves as a woman, you know what happens is men start requesting to be in the women's prison. And now women here in California uh, have men who are declaring themselves either men, uh, women or they declare themselves non-binary, and they get to be housed in the women's prison, mm-hmm. right? And so... Their women are being raped. They're having to live uh, in close quarters and do showers with men. I mean, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Uh, what we're, we're, and of course, sports. I mean, I know sports is a big deal with you. You were as a soccer player in college. Yeah, I grew up playing soccer and I played college soccer. And there's a big difference between a male and a female when we're playing sports. That's right. Soccer can be a very aggressive sport, but if all of a sudden we start letting males who identify as females start playing against us, we're gonna get injured really badly. And it's, they're faster than us, they can kick farther than us, and it's just biological truth. That's not saying that they are better than us in any way, but we are biologically built different, and we can't just start letting men go into female sports. That's not how this works, and I think we're living in a time where it's getting so messed up, but as Christians, we know the first chapter of the Bible, Genesis 1.27, it says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. In the first chapter, he literally tells us there is male and there is female. And if we as Christians can't stand up for something that's in the first chapter of the Bible, what are we going to stand up for? You're right. And so just to let you know how this vagueness, this misunderstanding of what a woman is, there is a piece of legislation that was introduced couple weeks ago um, by Nancy Skinner. She is a senator from the Oakland area and this is SB uh, 59. You guys should learn about this. Uh, This bill is going to mandate that restrooms in state uh, uh, buildings uh, provide free feminine products um, not only in the women's bathroom but in the men's bathroom as well. They're, they're putting men's, they're putting female products for women in the men's bathroom, right? So th- it's chaos. We've already heard this is already happening in schools where uh, the boys' bathroom has, you know, feminine products in it, right? It, yeah. You know, what, what are we telling our kids? You know, I mean, the three kids, one of the first things you tell them is what their name is, how old they are, and that they're a boy or a girl. It is the most simple, basic facts you tell your children. And now, adults, we don't 
seem to have any confidence in even telling them whether they're male or female or not? Yeah, and just with this bill, at first glance, it looks like a great bill, especially being a female myself. Great, there's these products and restrooms for us to use, these free products that can get expensive, but then you dive a little further into the bill. And why, why are these female products being put in male restrooms? Now, well, because, because what is a male? Well, some, f some females feel they're a male. And so when those females who identify as male go into the male bathroom, they're going to need those products. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how, it, that's what's happening. And it's just another way to confuse culture and confuse children. But, and honestly, it's a waste of money to be putting these products in the male's restrooms. Yeah. I mean, that, that, and we're, we'll be talking about more about these issues and specifics of legislation that's coming forward the, that's as a result of not being able to define what a male or a female is. Um, but let's move on yes. to the next bill um, that I want to talk about is, did you know human trafficking in California is not listed as a serious or violent felony, right? There are all kinds of violent felonies, but sex trafficking the their kidnapping mm -hmm. and forcefully putting selling women on the streets having sex up to 20 times a night right manipulating them mm -hmm. taking all their money i mean you, you if you have looked into sex trafficking at all you know how bad it is you know how california is a hub mm -hmm. for sex trafficking yet we are not treating it with the seriousness that it deserves. Why is it not a serious and violent felony? So last year, there was a bill introduced by um, uh, Senator Shannon Grove and several other, actually Democrat legislators. Yeah, it was and a nonpartisan It was bill. a nonpartisan bill, but it did not get it out of the uh, Senate Safety Committee. They did not want to increase penalties on human traffickers, right? So, but the bill is back this year and it's uh, SB uh, 14. So SB 14, um, and so we're, we're starting to spread the word about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's well, hopefully, uh, the legislature will be pushed and pressured into treating human trafficking as a serious, awful, horrific crime. It really is. And it should just be common sense for this bill to be passed. There's no one walking around thinking human trafficking and sex trafficking is okay. No, other than the people involved with it. So why Absolutely. is this bill getting through? And so you're going to hear a lot from us this year about this bill. We're going to give you ways on how you can contact your legislators, how you can sign a petition that's actually already on our website. And that's that right. petition will then be given to the legislators with your name on it. Because this is something that sometimes people forget. It's a common everyday thing. This isn't hap This is happening in America. It's happening in California. California is one of the largest hubs for it, mm -hmm. as Greg mentioned. And... It's something I've talked to Greg about. I have my own story where I've been approached at a store. Yeah, yesterday we were just sitting around talking, mm -hmm. and she said that um, she was at a Target store, and she was approached um, by seemingly human traffickers who were trying to persuade her to go to their house. Mm -hmm. I mean, tell, tell the story. And, and when she told the story, she says, yeah, many of my friends have the same story at Target. Yeah, so at Target alone, I was just there shopping with my friend. And, this is down in Southern California. Yes, in Southern California. And it wasn't a bad neighborhood. It's in a very nice neighborhood. So, you know, this is happening everywhere. People think, just stay out of these areas, stay out of these communities. No, it's everywhere. 
and um, we were approached by a woman and she just started asking us about the products we were looking at and then it turned into, oh, like where do you go to school? What's your major? I have a great place and business you guys can come study at. And we slowly started to notice that there was two men that went on the ends of the aisle and it was a very uncomfortable situation. So luckily we got out of it because we realized what was happening. We didn't fall for the trap of most college students thinking, great, here's a place I can go study, a free place, a nice, she's made it sound like it's a whole business. Well, it, it, you forgot this part about, she mm -hmm. went to the Target, um, back to electronics, mm -hmm. right? And, and talked to one of the um, store clerks, mm -hmm. right? And said, there's this guy following me, can you call security, right? And what, what, did, what did the store clerk say? Yeah, so once we went back, he was like, I'll help you check out and we'll get security to walk you to our car, but there's not much more we can do. This happens here all the time. And I was kind of shocked by that, but as I started to talk to my friends, hey, this happened to me. That happened to me too. I had a friend, I asked her two days ago, I said, hey, do you have an interaction where you think it could have been a setup for like human trafficking, sex trafficking? And she started off with, yeah, I actually do. I was in a Target. So this is happening every day and it needs to be stopped because they don't have harsh enough repercussions for committing this crime. And that's why we're supporting SB 14. That's right. And we just, uh, uh, Sophia just put together this fabulous social media uh, video. It's a reel, um, just actually pulling up people talking about being approached in grocery stores and malls by these, typically it's women mm -hmm. with guys and lurking in the background, trying to make friends with, with people. This is how traffickers lure unsuspecting girls into homes, mm -hmm. beat and rape them, kidnap them, and you think it doesn't happen, it happens. It happens all the time, mm -hmm. and we, we cannot put up with this. This is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so we'll be talking a lot about that again. Um, so what's next? Yeah, so let's just kind of look back on this year. I'm gonna talk about two amazing events we had this okay. year. First, we had AB22223 Lobby Day, which right. thousands of you showed up right here at the state capitol. We hosted this event with Real Impact and Capital Resource, and- It was the biggest event we had ever mm -hmm. had. We've had Lobby Days before, but we have never seen this many people show up. We were overwhelmed. Yeah, actually the um, police that were down at the capitol building laying people into lobby said, it's the most people they've seen to come lobby since at least before COVID. Wow. They were overwhelmed by the turnout, but you guys came, you showed up. Maybe, Greg, do you want to talk a little bit real quick about the difference that came from that day? Yeah, I mean, they were all coming out because of a particular bill. You know, last year when um, the, the pro-abortion legislators realized that the Supreme Court was probably going to overturn the Roe versus Wade decision and send the abortion decisions back to the states, um, they got alarmed and they introduced 13, uh, 14 different abortion bills, mm -hmm. right? Um, and one of those bills was AB 2223, a bill that we uh, called the infanticide bill. Mm -hmm. They introduced something, hey, we're not gonna punish women or anyone else that helps them with something called pe the perinatal death of their child. And you think, what is perinatal death? Well, perinatal death is um, the death of a child that occurs uh, past 20 weeks gestation through at least seven days after birth, up to a month, two months, three months, it, 
the definition after birth was uh, not particularly defined, different definitions out there. But what more we're doing here is we are legalizing uh, infanticide. We are allowing people to kill their children after they are born. Um, and so we came out in force, um, you know, and protested and called our legislators. And so they started to backtrack and they started to redefine or limit what uh, perinatal meant, right? And so they ended up changing the bill to say um, that no one could be prosecuted for a perinatal death, but the death had to ha occur because of something that happened to the child when the child was in the womb. Okay, that's so that more or less eliminates you know, killing your child a month after they were born, mm -hmm. right? What it, what it probably is going to happen is children that um, are born alive from failed abortions, right? So they get injured in the womb and then they are born and nobody helps them and they die. This bill is probably going to cover those and protect those people from not, not helping them. But, you know, so we, we limited the bill somewhat. The bill is still super bad. It limited... Uh, the ability of coroners to uh, investigate uh, stillborn deaths, right? Any, any, uh, the, the coroner, you know, is the one that goes and determines uh, what the cause of death is of a child. And if the, the child had died because of a self-abortion, um, that's no longer, and uh, the, the results of the autopsy, um, in an in in instance where a self-abortion was occurring uh, can't be used to prosecute anybody. That means that if a, if a mom says, hey, it was a stillborn, but the autopsy says, you know, really, this baby was suffocated to death. This baby was drowned. Um, that information can't be used to prosecute. Um, so that's what it means when you don't let a, a coroner in, involved um, in trying to prosecute infanticide. So more babies are now gonna be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, and it's an awful bill that did pass, but again, amendments were made that's right. after thousands of you showed up. And so when citizens and when Christians show up to the Capitol or call or email to defend biblical values, things will change. So that's why we're here, to help support you and teach you and give you easy access to do so. That's right. I mean, one of the bills that actually died because of parent protest was uh, a bill that was going to require uh, or let minors consent to any vaccine they wanted, mm -hmm. right, without parental consent. And it started out as a bill, you know, if you're 12 years old, then you can consent to any vaccine. You don't need to let your parents know. And, you know, schools were out there offering, you know, uh, tickets to uh, sporting events and uh, gift cards, gift cards in order to give kids COVID vaccines, mm -hmm. you know. So that kind of thing would have been would have been happening at school, and parents would have no, you know, uh, right to you know monitor that. But the bill died, right? Yeah. On the last day of session, the author of the bill actually tweeted out that he is removing the bill. The bill is gone because of the amount of pushback. That's right. So that's what our goal is here too. We need to speak and use our voices and push back, as well as as we mentioned, SB 14, the new bill for this year, we need to also speak out and support the bills that we want to get passed, not just speak out in opposition. 
You're right. So the other great event we had this year was the March for Life. That's we right. had a great turnout for it. We had some amazing speakers. We had Lila Rose, the president of Live Action. Right. We had David Delayden. He's the president of the Center for Medical Progress. If you guys know David Delayden, he's the one exposed Planned Parenthood for selling baby parts. Um, uh, to cat for all kinds of money uh, to research facilities and so um, any obviously Planned Parenthood mm -hmm. sued him for destroying his reputation destroying their reputation but he was a hero mm -hmm. so yeah and so we had again an amazing line of speakers yeah. a great turnout and guess what we have another March for Life happening in That's 2023. Right. We're already planning for it. Yes. So Monday, March 6th in 2023, you can come join us here at the California State Capitol to March for Life. And we're going to have a great speaker lineup of speakers again this year. Yep. We haven't officially announced them yet. So keep up with our social media to hear who you'll be able to come see speak at a rally. If you've never been to a, uh, a march before, if that seems a little intimidating, folks, people with strollers and their kids come out. We got lots of, you know, the, the police are there uh, protecting, providing uh, it's safe. Yes. Um, we need to encourage our young people mm -hmm. to stand up for biblical values and the value of the unborn. It's, it's part of loving your neighbor, right? If you love your neighbor, and you say you encourage your kids to love their neighbors, and that means standing up against injustice, mm -hmm. right? And abortion, I'm not sure what's more unjust uh, in our society today than killing unborn children, right? And funding that but with our state mm -hmm. tax dollars. So, you know, teach your kids to love their neighbors and follow Jesus by publicly and proudly talking about value of the unborn and legislators are watching mm -hmm. right and when we say nothing you're sending a message as well when we when christians say nothing about abortion they keep quiet about their views because they don't want to offend anybody then what you're saying is god doesn't care about abortion either yeah evil and bad prosper when good doesn't stand up when good people don't stand up and That's stick right. up for truth but again as um greg mentioned the march i attended my first ever march for life as a freshman in college and was a little concerned, was it going to be out of hand? Was it going to feel unsafe? And it was the most peaceful and amazing and life-changing event. And 
The next day was actually the Women's March, which is not affiliated with us. They stand for abortion. And I didn't attend the event, but I walked by when you could see everything going on. And you could feel the anger and the evil in the air. And there was a yeah. lot more of bickering and things going on. And that was in Washington, D.C. But it's the same thing here in California. We are actually starting off the event with an hour of prayer and praise That's on right. the steps of the Capitol. And it's supposed to be an event full of prayer, of worship, of standing up for life and for truth and it's peaceful and it's amazing and one of the other great things we're going to do this year is we're going to highlight the great work that pregnancy care centers do around our state we have just as many pregnancy care centers as there are abortion clinics out there these are pro-life pregnancy care centers many of them are supported by various churches and christians mm -hmm. and they're offering uh help to abortion vulnerable women, women who find themselves all alone, abandoned by their boyfriends, not knowing what to do now that they're pregnant. And of course, California is offering them abortion as the only answer, right? And many of these people would rather not get an abortion, but they think they have no, no other alternative. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so we would love to see you all yeah. here Monday, March 6th. A lot of people say, how come it's not on a weekend? Well. The point is, is the legislators are going to be in their office. They're going to hear us and see us marching on the street, and they're going to realize Californians are pro-life. And there's going to be a lot of different little events going on throughout the day. You'll be able to see booths from a lot of our allies from That's across right. the state. There's actually going to be an opportunity to pray peacefully outside of the Planned Parenthood right here across the street from the Capitol on the same day, the morning of the march. So keep in touch with our social media check out all the different events happening it's worth the trip up here absolutely so now we know we we're also going to kind of mention uh, some of the bad bills that were introduced and passed this last year and you know some of the momentous events that were like beyond the pale you know um now the year is wrapping up um one of, one of the things that happened that governor newsom did that was just unbelievable is you know he was out there promoting abortion Right, and one of the things he did is he announced a brand new website in California that gives people all the ways that they can get abortions. And it's not just um, advertising this to Californians. He wants people from around the state, the country, to come to California uh, to get an abortion, supported by uh, California taxpayers. And so he put these billboards up around the country um, and the most appalling thing about these billboards, uh, is on several of them, he quoted Jesus mm -hmm. saying, uh, you know, Jesus calls us to love our neighbor as ourselves, right? And that's why we are offering free abortion for any woman who wants to come here. So he's equating love your neighbor, kill your, kill a woman's child, right? So, I mean, that is... I'm not sure what's more blasphemous than that, but it, that was appalling. Um, and that's why churches need to stand up and speak up about the real meaning of love, um, especially when the governor starts quoting Jesus himself. Yeah, so. it's we, we need to be clear on what scripture says and what it truly means, because if churches and pastors and Christians don't correctly use scripture and use the Bible to stand up for biblical truths, then it's going to get misused by people like the governor here in California. That's right. 
Yeah, so, and California Family Council, when this happened, we knew we needed to stand up and speak up against these billboards. So we actually put together a quick little video kind of showing who our neighbor really is That's right. and we, who should we really stand for. So it said, more or less it said, Governor Newsom, this is your neighbor. Yeah, so let's actually, we can check out the video real quick. Okay, take a look. I'm proud to be able to put those billboards up. Proud to be in a position to be able to afford it and do so through the campaign. Our donors are asking for more of that. They believe in women's freedom and right to choose. Yeah, so that video, it's been played at events across California. It's on our social media. Some pastors have played it in their church, and right. it's gotten a lot of powerful responses, and we need to hold people accountable, especially when they're misusing Scripture. That's right. Uh, you know, also this year we had uh, 12 abortion bills that were passed, mm -hmm. many to increase funding. There's a scholarship program for doctors doing abortions. You know, there's a one bill that offers... Uh, to pay for hotel stay and childcare and um, any travel expenses for anybody coming from another state to our state to get an abortion. I think they put up $200 million to pay for some of these services. Yeah, and just off of that bill alone, it was amazing that Roe v. Wade was overturned this year. That's right. And But the issue of abortion went back to the states. And unfortunately, because of what California is doing, if every state outlawed abortion besides California, it doesn't matter because California is paying for people to fly in from across the nation. Yeah. So that's why if you're not even living in California, what happens in California still affects you and it still matters. And that's why we're fighting so hard in California because we're trying to protect people across the nation. That's right. And it just also reveals that, you know, uh, for a long time we've been quieted by abortion because we thought, you know, what can we do? The Supreme Court has made a decision for us. So, you know, we moved on to other issues, but um, we got to stop that because now the, the question about abortion is in the hands of every legislator you're voting for every time you go to the ballot box, right? So who are you voting for? Are these legislators protecting the unborn, mm -hmm. right? Because the, the decision is now in their hands, right? So we have a big job to convince our neighbors that abortion is not the answer to un, uh, unwed pregnant unwed pregnancies, unwed mothers who find themselves pregnant. Mm -hmm. um, it's not the answer to anything. No, it's, it's not the answer. Ending the life of an unborn child isn't yeah. a solution. It isn't an answer. It's just making a bigger issue. Oh, it's a, it's, it's a tragedy. So mm -hmm. we cannot get quiet because California is loud. California Christians need to be strong and stand up, and we're here to be faithful witnesses to God's truth. Mm -hmm. um, and so... We here at the Family Council are here to encourage you mm -hmm. to 
keep you, and that's what coming to the march is about. That's what uh, encouraging you to speak up on legislation is about. Um, that's what hopefully you're you're talking to your congregations and your families. Um, you're encouraging them to support pregnancy centers, um, and so we can turn the state around with God's help. Uh, and so that's what we that's what we intend to do. Yeah, and there was um, one last bill we can oh, talk yeah. about real quickly that was passed this year. It is another bill that California. It's not just affecting Californians. This bill, Greg, will go into a little detail about it, but it is going to affect every family and every child across the nation. So that's right. This was a uh, SB 107. Um, and this particular bill, just like California, is trying to set itself, set itself up as a sanctuary for abortions. It also is trying to set itself up as a sanctuary for minors to get transgender treatments. Um, that means... And, yeah, what are transgender treatments? It, it sounds like a kind of good thing, maybe, treatments. What are these treatments? Yeah, well, these... these they, and you're going to hear the, this term, gender-affirming care. Right, but what gender affirming care means is that um, this is puberty blockers and uh, cross sex hormones for minors. Mm -hmm. And puberty blockers, like a young kid, you know, before puberty, is convinced he is uh, he is a girl or he's uh, trapped in the wrong body. These are things that they they tell young kids at school these days that you can pick your gender. Mm -hmm. Your gender is fluid. It can move back and forth. Um, and so if somebody thinks they're trapped in the wrong body, they move them on uh, to drugs. Mm -hmm. And puberty blockers prevent somebody from going through puberty, um, which obviously is going to sterilize them. It's obviously going to hurt their bodies. Every human being is meant to go through puberty. Mm -hmm. uh, your bone density, your, your brain growth, everything um, is halted if you don't go through puberty. Mm -hmm. But then on top of that, they, they, they give you know, a boy, estrogen, which makes his outward body start to look like a female, right? And it also sterilizes him, right? And then uh, girls are, are put on testosterone, which is the male uh, hormone, which makes their facial hair grow more, and it destroys bodies, right? And this is in California, wants to be the place to come uh, because other states are now clamping down on these type of treatments. Um, and actually other countries are as well. The UK, Finland, uh, uh, Sweden, all these countries are who have been, call it transing kids before uh, adulthood. They're like, you know, this is not helping kids. It's damaging their bodies. We need to stop, stop this. Uh, California uh, is going in the opposite direction. And what this bill also does is it, it, um, if any kid makes it to California because they want to come to get these treatments, uh, California will um, put the ju uh, jurisdiction of custody for that child who comes to California will be put in California's courts, mm -hmm. right? So California is now taking kids away from parents who will not affirm the gender their kid says they are. We have instances of this happening um, and it's and it's starting to increase. So we California is now being a threat to parental rights everywhere. Mm -hmm. Any kid makes it to California, California is willing to take parental rights away from their parents if they come here to get sterilized. Yeah, this gender affirming care, it's not caring. It is mutilation and sterilization of children. There you go. And you know, there's statistics out showing that 
when a child is going through this um, gender confusion, a lot of times it's because they're going through puberty. Everyone feels a little weird in their body going through puberty, your body's changing going through these things, but if these children aren't affirmed, it's 61 to 97% that they will come to terms with who they really are after going through these hormonal changes. That's right. So we can't just be affirming people. And a lot of, there's been some Christians and even some pastors throwing out that we need to love them. And you I do need to love them, mm -hmm. but you love them by doing what's good for them. Yeah. You don't do what they want. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, why would you, we have one of the uh, young ladies, her name was Chloe Cole testify. Uh, she's a young, she was a, when she was 15, well, I started out in 12, uh, she was gender confused. Her doctors put her on cross-sex hormones. At 15, they gave her a double mastectomy, right? And then at 17, 18, she realized she had made a huge mistake. And now her body is completely destroyed. You can't get back what was stolen from her. And she testified against this bill. Yeah, and it just... Um, I actually saw a tweet earlier this week kind of talking about this whole idea of gender ideology and it made such a good point. It said, you are not going to, if someone's struggling with anorexia, you're not going to tell them that they're fat and they're right and keep starving yourself. You're going to help them fix it. You're not going to tell a schizophrenic person that the voices they're hearing in their head and the things they're going through are true. You're going to give them medicine to fix it. That's right. And it's the same thing with this whole gender ideology right. you need to tell them the truth and as christians we do need to love people and the way we love them is by loving them in truth and biblical truth and what god says not by loving them by letting them live a lie it's that's only right. going to harm them further and that's what the big lie at our capital here is, is it encourages everybody to lie to these kids mm -hmm. to let them decide what gender they are and just affirm whatever they decide okay we don't do that with anything else right I mean, if you have kids, you got to say no for their own good. Sometimes you have to bring them back to reality and say, you know, this this is not good for me for you. I'm gonna, you know, put my foot down because I love you and tell you no. Um, and that we appreciate our parents doing that and not just doing whatever we say. Um, yeah. So we we hope uh, California comes to its senses, but. Uh, we need more people speaking up about this. Mm -hmm. And again, that's what we're here for. Follow right. us along on our social media. Over this next year, we're going to see a lot of bills being introduced. We've already seen some that we talked about today. That's and right. so we're going to continue to tell you how you can reach out to your legislators, how you can urge them to vote a certain way on a bill, and where we stand on a bill. We'll let you know if we support a bill. we let you know if we oppose it. And that was a lot of information today. And today, again, <laughs> how long was that? Yeah. That was today, 30 minutes. Today, again, looked a little different just because we are recapping the That's year. Right. Normally, we'll just be giving you a recap of the week and keeping you in touch of what right. we're focusing on this week. But we had some great and exciting things to talk to you guys about. We also had some hard things. So, Greg, would you want to finish us off with a Bible first? Just a little yeah, one of the things I want to do uh, with this little program is, you know, always focus. Um, on the Lord and, and realize that ultimately our, our trust and our faith is in Him. It's not in government, but God has put us on this earth to be His witnesses um, and encourage other people to trust in the Lord. So uh, I'm going to read Psalms uh, 62, verse 5 and 6, which says, Yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from Him. Truly, He is my rock and my salvation he is my fortress and i will not be shaken and i think a lot of christians here in california need to remember that in a state that's getting more and more hostile to their faith 
Um, ultimately, we are depending upon the Lord. Um, read your Bible. Christians and uh, people of, of God have gone through all kinds of traumatic, uh, traumatic historical uh, mm -hmm. events, and they've had to trust in God uh, when history is much worse than it is here in California. So we, you know, so we need to draw strength and courage from their trust in the Lord mm -hmm. um, going forward. So yeah, and we're gonna keep fighting and standing up for biblical values and biblical truth and informing you on how you can stand up for biblical values and truth. But thank you all for tuning in for the first time ever with Coffee Culture in the Capitol with Greg and I, and we're looking forward to you continuing to tuning in and see you next time. See you next time. And happy new year. Yes, happy, and Merry, and Merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs>